and welcome to the Flexitarian Feast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eliz, and we are two home cooks trying to eat more plants. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're talking all about soups and stews. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Go ahead. You say it. If you're wondering who won the giveaway from the last episode, check the Instagram or website to see if you won. It's really exciting. Super exciting. Um, I really love soups and stews, so I'm so pumped that we're doing this episode. I used to have a whole blog that was based around soup. It was called Mostly Soup. So it I loved it. All soup, but mostly soup. That was such a great blog. It was really fun. Um, it's been kind of defunct. Defunct? Is that the right word? It's been know. out of commission for quite a while, but... Um, yeah, uh, I love soup. I so. have to say that I am kind of soup neutral. <laughs> I don't love soup. But I don't hate soup. I don't make a ton of soup because my kids don't really like soup. Oh, yeah. Actually, when I make soup, what I'll do is um, they don't like food to be mixed up. They don't like it to be hot. Uh-huh. So soup is kind of like like yeah, one of the worst things. Yeah. But what I do is I take all the components of the soup and I'll serve it like on a plate. That's smart. So I'll take like the ch- if there's chicken, I'll put the chicken out or the veggies or whatever. And then and you have usually... like the if you have like a flavorful broth, they could like dunk it in there. Yeah, or... and like tonight I made grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup, and so I gave them like a tiny little dish of tomato soup to dunk their grilled cheese in. Yeah, that's fun. So that's a good way to do it. I know my sister said that too that her kids don't like soup, so she never makes it either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what 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 what's, what's other, wrong what's with them. What's, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Anyways, I'm hoping that you can give me some soup spiration. Oh, I hope so too. I guess so. I would guess that the basis of a good soup is good stock. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the starting point for any soup. Really, is you got to have some kind of broth or stock. One thing I was gonna talk about is the difference between broth and stock, which I'm not super clear on. I feel like. The only reason it makes it stock versus broth is if you use bones, like from an animal. Right, that's because, what I thought too. So I just make veggie broth. Um, I since I don't cook meat, I never have. I re- really rarely have like chicken bones hanging around. So, um, I just do veggie broth, and I collect all my scraps throughout the weeks. Um, in a freezer bag in the freezer, like I keep the um, you know the the ends of fennel and the green parts of leeks and the end, you know, the little, the, the root, what, what, not the root, but you know, the part, the stems, the, the stems of the mushrooms. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know why I can't Oh, you put mushrooms that. in your veggie stock too? Yep. Anything that oh, I have, like I corn cobs. Um, so then once I have like a full bag in the freezer, I actually just made some tonight. I didn't have a full bag, but I just like kind of had some extra stuff because I was, I had just stocked up at the store. So I just put in like a few carrots, a few celery sticks, uh, like an onion or two quartered, a few garlic cloves, peppercorns, bay leaves, any like if you have some like herbs in your fridge that need to get used up, just throw them in. I had parsley, so I put that in there um, and I had some like little pieces of fennel. Um, so then you just fill it up with water, like up to the max line in the instant pot. Did I say that? Oh, the instant pot? Of you course, know me. Of course you make it. Of course I made it pot. in the instant Everything pot. Everything goes in the instant pot. So it's just... I think the recipe that I use is 15 minutes, but I do it for 20, so it's just a little bit richer. Yeah. Um, let it come to down to, from pressure naturally and then strain it, and it makes, like, three or more quarts. Oh, nice. Um, and I just put them straight into the freezer, like, once they've cooled off right. a little bit. So, oh, perfect. Um, you can also do the exact same thing with chicken bones. Like, if you have a carcass from a rotisserie chicken or chicken wings or any any bones from a chicken, you can just throw those in there with the same vegetables. And make chicken stock. So 
Yeah, I used to make chicken stock a lot. Um, same thing when I would roast a chicken or have a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. And it's really good. It is good. And it you get like all of the collagen from yeah. the bones. And so it's kind of jiggly when it cools. Yeah. And it tastes really delicious. I know my sister, she'll just drink that for lunch. Like yeah. add maybe add some tofu or something. Yeah, like it's that's really for lunch. good. Um, but once I had kids, I just didn't have the time. We'll do, do it, it in anymore. the instant pot. I know. I think like so. <laughs> you were, you were I mean, like, <laughs> I know they should, should hire they me. They should sponsor you. Um, yeah. So the veggie, the veggie broth I do for twenty minutes. I think for chicken, an hour is all you need to do. And you could probably even do a little bit less. Yeah, I know it's not hard. It doesn't take long. But if you don't really make, soup, I don't make a ton. Then of you soup, don't really though. need it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I like. I will buy. So I usually buy chicken stock. I actually buy it at Costco. They are really good, like organic chicken. Oh, that's good. Bone broth. Or stock. Yeah, I there's all kinds called. of like bone broth, but it in the has stores too. a lot of protein in it, so I mm-hmm. think it does have the bone probably broth yeah. stuff in it or whatever. But um, that lasts me for like a six pack of that lasts me a really long time. Yeah, but I it, I always try to buy low sodium chick uh, if I'm oh, buying yeah. chicken stock or veggie stock because it's easy to add more salt but hard to take it away. Absolutely, so. same thing. I never add salt to the broth that I make, um, but I like having it too for I'll cook. Sometimes like quinoa with it or or other grains. It just adds a little extra flavor. Yeah. So I like having it on hand just just because I didn't really do it during the summer because I don't know. I don't really cook soup in the summer. Yeah. So my 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 vegetable scrap bag is mainly like a fall winter (laughs) thing that I do. All the onions and the root vegetables are really good for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, I sometimes buy box broth too, like if I'm in a rush or I know I don't have stuff in the freezer, but I want to like make right. soup or, you know, I also I think we might've mentioned this last time that miso oh, ginger the miso stuff from ginger, Yeah. That, that stuff's good. That broth from Trader Joe's. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. So I, I don't try many of the other like box soups. Like I know there's all kinds like butternut squash oh, yeah. soups and stuff I, like that. Like I think Amy's I has a bunch. I used to buy those, and, um, but I haven't bought them in a long time. Yeah. Only like kind of pre-made soup I ever buy is canned chili sometimes. You know, I buy that. There's a brand called Nona Lim. Oh, which, yeah. I've seen that. Um, they're frozen. I get them at Whole Foods, and they're frozen in like a coffee cup, a plastic coffee cup. Oh, so you microwave it, and then you can drink it from the coffee cup. Smart. Anyways, they have like a pho broth that's really Ooh. good, and they have a um, like a Thai coconut lime is it just broth or does it have other stuff in it's it? just broth but oh, okay. the, the coconut one is creamy because it has coconut milk yeah. and broth they're just liquid interesting and i when i'm sick that's like my treat i get myself if i'm sick Ooh, yeah because it's like really nice. good and i, like I don't that. have to share it but i do buy pho broth sometimes too yeah um i've never bought that but i should because i it just, actually, it just yeah. starts with the spices that you would get right in pho. so it just makes it a little easier you don't have to like do all of it from scratch yeah do you usually make chunky soups and stews or do you usually blend them up actually yes i'm not a big fan of blended soups yeah me neither i i like always like the flavors and you know they're mainly all made out of vegetables but i just don't i don't know i get bored with the texture so i always try to if i'm blending up a soup i don't blend it all the way so that there's right. still some chunks of vegetables in there because i just like to have the different textures i get <laughs> i get yeah, bored that makes sense. but um yeah i I think it's good for like, like you said, dunking grilled cheese or something like that. But I like, I'll get a cup of soup and a sandwich, but I'll never get like a whole bowl of a soup that's blended. Yeah. I don't really like blended soup that much either. Yeah, even like I have this broccoli cheese soup that I make and I like oh, leave it right. pretty chunky because yeah. I just like the broccoli chunks. I like to taste the broccoli. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually, um, I mentioned this before, but the that podcast, The Lazy Genius, mm-hmm. she has a really great Instagram story about making tomato soup. Oh, yeah, you did. Um, and I actually made it again tonight. You just cook up a carrot or a couple carrots and um, onion and olive oil and butter together until they're soft. And then you add broth, blend it up, and then you add a can of plain tomato sauce and then salt and pepper. That's so smart. I it love that. It tastes just like the Campbell's soup. So, like, I feel like with blended soups... I really only want tomato soup, and I kind of want it to taste like Campbell's or like right. nostalgic soup. Right. And if you did want to spice that up, it wouldn't be that hard to do. Like you could easily add like curry or something. Oh, exactly. And it would change that, the flavor. Would or be a chili great powder. Base. That would be a great base for any. Yeah. And then soup. you could add beans or something, and yeah. it would be a totally different thing. Totally. Um, yeah. I so. um, really like chili. Oh, yeah. I soup? love chili. That totally counts. That's. I think it's more of a stew, though, right? Because it's yeah. thicker. Yeah, it is thicker. Soups can be chunky or blended, but stews are like thick, less liquid. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're more. <laughs> That's exactly. how I think of it anyway. I make a version of Ina Garden's chicken chili a lot. Um, the recipe makes an enormous amount, so I will portion it out and freeze it. I mean, you definitely could leave the chicken out too. Yeah. If you want, or substitute with soy curls. Soy curls. Yeah. Um, but this recipe, it's basically soup with, it has a ton of bell peppers and onions and then canned tomatoes and then cooked chicken and then all the toppings. I mean, it's all about yeah, the toppings. I so love like toppings. Cheese, scallions, That's little jalapenos, thing. Even chips. Even with the, any blended soup, if there's some kind of toppings, I pr- might be able to get into it. Yeah. Depending on the soup. Oh, <laughs> totally. But yeah, that's another thing. Like even that soup, if you just, if you took out like the, um, I looked at the recipe and if you took out like the cumin and chili powder or chili powder and yeah, I think that's what it was. Cumin yeah, and chili spices, powder. Yeah. And just put in like uh garam masala and right. instead of chicken you use tofu. It'd be like a completely different thing. Uh, totally. But you wouldn't have to change anything else and it would still be super. No, because the base is the same. I mean you like cook an onion, right. you cook some garlic, and you most add some vegetables. Soups start that way. Yeah. Yeah. That recipe, by the way, we'll link it in the show notes, but if you're gonna make it, it's very good. I make it all the time. It is so extra because she has you like roast bone in skin on chicken breasts that's too much and then it's like get out your food processor and buy canned whole tomatoes and then food process them and i'm like no or just, just buy crushed tomatoes or use your, them hand. With your hand exactly yeah, that's a so lot. i in a garden i think her recipes are really good but they are not weeknight recipes yeah you kind of have to like read it and reassess yeah <laughs> um but something i do and also i mentioned the chicken cooking the chicken in the oven but what i i do i do make a lot of chicken soup we don't i don't cook a ton of chicken but i do usually make chicken soups and stews and when i do that i always cook it in the instant pot yeah you'd be so proud of me i am proud of you um but what when you're cooking a soup with chicken in it, you want to add the chicken at the very end. I find then you're not cooking the chicken in the broth. Yeah, you want to like cook it at first, take it out of the pan, and then put it back in at yeah. the end. So if you just put it in the Instant Pot and, you know, cook it yeah. however or long the it oven. is, or the oven, and then just shred it. You could even do that the day before or earlier in the day, keep yeah. it in the fridge, and then just, you know, heat it up in the soup while you're Absolutely. making it. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think I should maybe give a little template of how to make soup. Yeah. So in Give case, us the primer on how to make a basic soup. Yeah. So like if you're wanting to eat soup, it's also a really good thing to take for lunch for work. Like if you work in an office, like my office, I don't have a kitchen. I only have a microwave. Oh, there's so a, soup is perfect. Yeah. There's a tiny little refrigerator, but the microwave is also probably like 25 years old. So it's slow. So whenever I take something frozen, it takes like an hour to heat it up. So right. having something that's already made, I don't have to like wait forever. Um, also I can't plug in my space heater when the microwave is running because it blows a fuse. Anyway, that's like a whole other problem, but 
Um, so anyway, soup is a great thing to take for lunch, and it's easy to portion out into like a, a one per- person meal. You don't have to like you can make a ton of it and you keep it in the freezer, or you can portion it out into like individual portions and freeze those. Um, anyway, so if you want to start making soup but you don't know where to start, let me just try to talk you through it. Great. Um, I was really scared to make soup at first too, because it just seemed like every time I had soup at a restaurant, it was so good. And I didn't understand how to do it. Like it just seemed complicated, but I mean, it does seem complicated. It does. Cause it seems like there's a lot of stuff in there and like everything's cooked perfectly. Well, and I've made a lot of bad soups. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I, th- I think soup is a really good way to like kind of learn what flavors go together and what vegetables work together and just, yeah, it's really fun good. to play around with. So in this soup was actually one of the first things I really learned how to cook on my own and just wing it. I still follow recipes, but I think it's kind of fun to just be like, what you do I like have? You like you could go into your, your kitchen right now and make a soup. I mean, I did that tonight for dinner. Oh, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, so so let's just let's just kind of go through it. Okay, so the main thing, easy soup, first thing you want to do is dice up an onion, a carrot, maybe two, celery stick or two. Um, dice those up, throw them in a pot. That's called mirepoix. Right? Yeah, it is. So you put that in the pot with some olive oil or butter or both, whatever, whatever you have, coconut oil, any oil you have. Um, saute them up for a little while. Uh, you also want to add in any seasonings at that point so the vegetables can kind of soak them up. So let's, for example, use... Garlic, thyme, and oregano. I love thyme and oregano. Me too. It's a little bit of salt and pepper. Not too much because you're going to probably keep salting for every stage. So you just kind of let that cook till everything smells good and your veggies get soft. Um, then you can add in some other veggies, like maybe you want to add in some mushrooms and maybe a potato. So dice them up, throw them in the pot, let them cook. Not till they're totally cooked, just Get a little of the seasoning picked so up. So those are the veggies that need longer to cook. A little bit longer to cook, yeah. So then maybe the next step you're going to do is add in liquid. So you can use any kind of liquid you can think of. Broth is the obvious choice, but you can also use tomatoes, like cans of tomatoes plus the juices. Yeah, I do that. Coconut that milk. Um, you could also probably use like soy milk. If you want something I creamy. see a lot of recipes that will you'll use a can of coconut milk and then fill up the can with water yes. and then just add the can of water Some so it thins it out. recipes are so like flavorful you can just do it with water. It really kind of if you're following a recipe, follow the recipe, but if you're just trying to wing it, I would say to use broth. Yeah, I think that's the most Because I've made soup with just water and it didn't work out very well, but when I was trying to wing it, but if the recipe says to do that, do that. That's what do I Do people suggest. still get like bouillon? I don't Cubes know. I or... actually have some um, like vegan chicken flavored bouillon. Yeah, that I is use. it good? Um, I think it's pretty good. I don't know how. Like, I never really just like taste it on its own. I mainly use it with you know. I've used it to flavor soy curls and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't really used it for soup, but um, I don't know. I guess yeah, bouillon's probably still a thing. I mean, that's an easy thing to keep around too because it's not very just take up much exactly. space Doesn't in your pantry if you have a small apartment You can apartment also or like it's good to have that for like risotto. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I know I've never been like a bouillon person. Me neither, but I, yeah, people are. Okay. Yeah, keep true. going. Okay. So you add in the liquid and then you want to, um, bring it up to a simmer. And then at that point you can, once it's been simmering for a little while and like you're maybe if you used potatoes, they're going to take the longest. So once they're like almost done, then you can add in some like quick cooking veggies, like frozen peas or corn or like thinly sliced zucchini. Um, so 
also add a little more salt, like at every stage and taste it yeah, as you go. Yeah, that's key to always taste as yeah. you go. And then um, also maybe throw in some beans. Dice up some maybe tofu. throw in some beans. You know, you know, bulk it up. Maybe it's too thin. Add more stuff. Maybe it's too thick. Add more liquid. Yeah, you just kind of mess around. Yeah, just, the way you like you know, it. It's like you're like, whoa! I made too much soup. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I gotta freeze it. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Oh, so then you just like simmer it all together, and then once every all the vegetables are cooked and the broth tastes good, and um, one trick is if it's tasting kind of bland and you don't really know what to do to fix it, soy sauce is a good way to bump up flavor. Oh yeah, um, because it's it has like an umami thing and it's salty, so you just need a little of it. Also, fish sauce works in the same way. Right, I love um, fish sauce. You might think fish sauce is weird, but it doesn't taste super fishy when you just use a little bit Yeah, of it. it just has that, like, umami flavor. Yeah, so those are both good ways to, like, kind of, if you're like, something's missing, but I don't know what it is, add a little soy sauce or add a little fish sauce. Um, so that's pretty much it. And then, you know, if you want, you could throw in some kale or other greens at the end, serve it up. There you go. Made a pot of soup. And then put your toppings on. Oh, yeah, don't forget the toppings. Don't forget the toppings. Maybe a little cracked pepper. Yes. What else? Cheese? Roasted garbanzos. Yeah. Oh, another thing is you can also add rice or pasta when you add the liquid, but you just might have to have more liquid because it will soak It'll it all soak up. It up. Like yeah. any grains or, or rice. Or you could add already cooked pasta or, you can or add rice already, at the end. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And if you have meat, you want to like not, like we said earlier, cook it first, then put it back in at the end. Yeah. And if you're cooking the, the meat in the broth, like if you're not adding a lot of other stuff and it's just going to cook in the broth, that's fine. It's like poaching chicken. Right. But you don't want to taste the broth until the chicken is cooked. Right. Because then you might get you don't want to. You don't want your raw meat here. <laughs> you don't want to get sick. No. I was just thinking about a soup that I used to make called stracciacella soup, Ooh. which is an old recipe from Shutterbean. Um, it's I so love the easy. name. I know, stracciacella. I think I'm, I don't, well, maybe I'm not saying that right. I feel like I don't you're know. saying it right. But anyways, you just heat up some broth, any kind you want. You beat it some eggs in a bowl, and then you stir the eggs into the hot broth so they cook. Um, and then you just throw in like a ton of raw baby spinach. And then once it's wilted, you serve it with Parmesan cheese. It's so good. It sounds so easy and so like and like comforting. Exactly. And if you're like, oh, I bought a box of spinach again what do this I do week. With it? What do I do with it? That's like a good way to do it. Yeah, that's smart. It's I like very that. like nutritious and good. It also kind of reminds me of um, there's a Greek soup that's like uh, it's called. Oh, gosh, I'm definitely going to butcher this one. I think it's I think you pronounce it. Avgolamono? I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it's really good. It's like it sounds chicken, so good. I've eggs, never had lemon, um, dill. I think it has dill. But it's very similar. You like add the eggs in so they kind I of scramble in there. I love the texture of egg and soup. Like hot yeah. and sour soup is another yes. one. Do you ever make that? I No, I have never made it. There's a similar recipe I made, but it didn't have eggs. Um, but it was kind of it, – it wasn't it wasn't what I was looking for because I wanted like that hot and sour soup from a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. But it was good. Um, it was a recipe from the kitchen. But I've never made the actual real hot and sour soup. Have you made it before? Well, I made a version from Moosewood Cookbook. Did oh, you uh-huh. looked at that cookbook I before? I never have. I've it's heard kind of, of it like a, a lot. classic. You should borrow it sometime. Uh, it's all handwritten, which is kind of Oh, that's fun. That's very cute. Yeah. I like but that. But it's like an old cookbook. So yeah. de- it definitely feels – some of the recipes feel dated. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is not like an authentic hot and sour soup. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I should try that. It sounds really good. I love hot and sour. I've always loved ordering it at China, Chinese I restaurants. I love hot and sour soups so much. It's just such an interesting flavor that, like, you don't get anywhere else. No. You know what I mean? Like, that, it's like, it is. It's the vinegar. It's like vinegar. It's so good. Those mushrooms. Oh, I love it. 
Um, well, we should talk about my favorite part of the soup. We kind of have alluded oh. to this. Oh, yeah. Which is what is being served on the side. Well, sometimes for me, making soup is just an excuse to buy a giant loaf of bread. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, you can put butter on bread, dunk it in anything, and it's going to be delicious. good. It's delicious. I mean, it's going to be good. Yeah. So, also, what else? Biscuits? Oh, Andrea Bemis from oh, Dishing yeah. Up the Dirt just posted uh, spiced butternut squash biscuits. Yes. Did so you see that? I did see that, and it looks so good. I'm going to maybe try to make it this weekend. That'd be good for breakfast. I was thinking about making it for breakfast. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Cornbread um, is really good. Ooh, yes, cornbread. Well, we kind of did. We already mentioned that. That's I basically always make cornbread with chili. Yeah, it's I used like, to. I think we've talked about this before. I yeah, don't make I it so anymore because it's too messy. Oh yeah, with it's the too kids. Messy. It's like they make a. It's a disaster. <laughs> um, but I do like it. Yeah. What else? Um, I was just reading about. Um, hmm. Somebody. Some cookbook author I follow on Instagram uh, was talking about roasted chickpeas on top of soup. Yeah, as I a like topping. that idea because it's kind of like croutons, which is another good one. Right, exactly. Or crackers. Like, like, have you ever had clam chowder without oyster crackers? Ex- yeah, It's no. like, why would you? Yeah. Or even just crunched up saltines. Saltines, yeah. Or um, I do quesadillas with soup a lot. Yeah. As I mentioned, my kids don't really like soup. They <laughs> do like quesadillas. And so Anytime everyone's happy with a quesadilla. Yeah, I feel like dunking is good. Same thing with grilled cheese or any other kind of like grilled cheese press yeah. sandwich. Um, also, crunchy chips. Or you could chips. just do cheese and crackers. Yeah, cheese yeah, and crackers. Crunchy chips. Um, so my dad has this recipe for tortilla soup. Um, he actually, like a long time ago, before I was born, had it published in Sunset Magazine. They used to publish like a recipe from the readers. Uh-huh. Isn't that so funny? That is funny. Anyway, they don't do that anymore, huh? No, I don't think they do. Huh. But anyways, it's a basic, it's a basic, you know, tortilla soup with chicken yeah. and onion and carrot and celery. No, no celery. Probably onion, not celery. Probably has tomatoes. maybe bell pepper. I don't think it has bell no. peppers. But what's interesting about it is you get fried tortilla or baked tortillas, cut them into strips, put that at the bottom of your bowl, and then you dump a bunch of shredded cheese on top of the tortilla strips. Oh, man. Then you put the hot soup on top. So when you're scooping like a bite of the soup, it is like stringy and melted. It's so that good. That sounds so good. I love that. Yeah, and it's just like a different way to do a topping. You totally. Just do it on the bottom. That actually reminded me, that cookbook that I borrowed from you, there has a recipe in there for broccoli soup that you top it with macaroni and cheese. What? Or like cheesy noodles. And I was like, That's yes, wild. that is the kind of topping that I'm all about with a blended up soup. Like I would never think of putting <laughs> macaroni and cheese on top of a soup, but like- the soup is I don't know. If, I just, don't know if I can get behind that. I don't know. I didn't try it, but I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." It is interesting. <laughs> it is definitely interesting. I mean, you have also talked about how you will put leftover soup on a baked potato. It's true. Like especially the thicker like stewy things or yeah. things that kind of like as it sits in the fridge it thickens up. Like if you have grains in there, it will soak up liquid longer yeah. it sits. And those kind of things, I'll love putting them on a baked potato or a sweet potato. Um, just kind of gives it a new life and um, makes it into something different. If you're kind of bored with it, you're like, oh, I'm tired of eating this. But if you put it with something different. I mean, that makes sense. If you think about like chili fries. Right. kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Or like even nachos, you can do that. Like chili, put your leftover chili on top, like make oh, nachos. Oh, why couldn't you do that? You could. Totally. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. You could freeze like pie. chili into smaller portions for nacho or taco Yeah, or like fillings. Frito, Frito pie. That's what that is. Oh, yeah. Frito pie. It's just chili on top of chips with all the toppings. So good. So good. It's all about the toppings. Yep, it really is. I 
really love bread too. So it's a, it's a <laughs> big reason to make soup. All right, now it's time for our recent feast segment where we each talk about a delicious meal that we have made recently. Michelle, what do you have for us today? Well, it's actually a soup. Um, I made a vegan jackfruit pozole soup. Um, That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was really good. It was a red one, which I always think of pozole as being green. I always make green pozole too. Tomatillos and stuff, but um, I made a red one. Uh, It was super easy and it was really, really good. I haven't cooked a lot with jackfruit, so I figured this would be a good experiment. So tell us about the jackfruit. Is it in a can? Is it frozen? Yes, it's in a can. So if you want to buy jackfruit, um, the the main way I think people use jackfruit is to mimic pulled pork or pulled chicken. Yeah, that's how I've heard about it. Because it kind of shreds. And I've had it at restaurants and it's really good, but I haven't had a lot of success cooking it at home. I haven't tried it a lot either, but we bought one that was pre-seasoned and I hated it. So if you want to buy jackfruit, I would suggest try to find Asian markets will have it, but I think I've also gotten it at Whole Foods or like the co-op. Um, it's in a can. And if there's like a Asian section at your grocery store or like the international section, it'll be in that section. It looks like a can of kind of like tomatoes, I guess, but it's the bigger can, like the 20, 25, yeah. 30 ounce can. Uh-huh. Um, there's usually two kinds. There's in brine or syrup. Get the brine kind because if you get the syrup kind, it's going to be super sweet and oh, disgusting. What is that one used for? I have no idea. Every every recipe I've seen with jackfruit is like, make sure you, you get don't the brine, get the yeah. syrup kind. So I'm assuming you could use it for dessert or something. Yeah. It's just hmm. sweet. Um, maybe like like when you buy those cocktail fruit things. Oh, it's it's probably like similar yeah, to that. I don't know. Is. I've never tried it. So get the brine one. So when you get it home, you have to like drain it and rinse it really well because it has like it kind of actually to me, it reminds me of like canned artichoke hearts. It has like a very... um like astringent kind of kind of yeah it's weird it smells kind of funky and you're like i don't know about this um you're really talking up this no i mean the pozole was really good but i'm just trying to be honest about jackfruit i really haven't used it a lot so i'm really skeptical about it um but this recipe was really really good so what this recipe has you do is soak a variety of dried chilies in hot water until they're softened and then you just blend them up with garlic and onion Set it aside. Then you get your jackfruit prepped. So you rinse and drain the jackfruit. And they're kind of like in these chunks. And I picture it like a pineapple. So the chunks, the center of each chunk is kind of like hard. And you kind of kind of cut that out. Like the core of it. So the ones that I had were like triangular shapes. So it was really easy to just like cut out the little triangle part. Um, And then you fry them in a pan until they're browned on all sides basically. Then you uh, toss the chili sauce in with them and just let it simmer. So they kind of break down into those shreds. Uh-huh. Uh, so the thing that I thought I should do differently with this recipe if I make it again or if I make any kind of jackfruit thing again would be to cook them in the oven instead of on the stovetop because I think they would have just gotten browner and like more caramelized than uh-huh. they did on the stove. Maybe I'm just too impatient, which that's probably what it is, but I'm going to do it in the oven next time. I'm going to try to make carnitas, actually. That sounds delicious. Um, but yeah, so once they are kind of browned, you put the chili sauce in, let it chill. Haha, <laughs> chili, chill. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm such a nerd. So you just kind of let that bubble away, let the jackfruit break down. It's not going to burn or anything. Just like let it simmer until it looks like pulled pork to you. So while that's happening, I got some hominy and I just kind of heated it up in broth. I also added in pinto beans that I had already made. And, um, I also added in some mushrooms. I kind of 
I chopped up some mushrooms and, mad, and I added them into the jackfruit chili thing so they would soak up the seasonings from that. And then once like the jackfruit situation looks good to you, just combine it all into the bigger pot. And that's pretty much it. Add salt and top it up. Yum. <laughs> so yeah, for toppings with this, we had um, shredded cabbage, sliced radishes, diced onions, crunched up tortilla chips. And I also bought cilantro microgreens, which I've never seen what? before in the store. Where did you find those? That sounds They were perfect. at the Safeway over here. Oh, um, nice. I just was like, what is this? And so I bought, they were like five times the cost of regular cilantro. But I was like, yeah. I have to try this. They were so interesting because they're very cute. I'm sure they would look so cute on a bowl. They were so cute. They were very adorable. And they tasted really good. It was like this really like lighter flavor. It wasn't as oh. intense as cilantro. Like it had the cilantro flavor, but it wasn't like, it, it didn't have as much of the smell. I don't yeah, know. It was just like lighter. Huh. So I really, really, really loved those. That's cool. I'm um, going to look out for those. Yeah, and it was kind of spicy, but I, I really, really liked this soup. And we had people over for dinner that night, so they really liked it too. So it worked out well. Perfect. And it made a ton. I still have some in my freezer. Well, that's excellent. You have it for <laughs> another rainy day. Yes. So I would highly recommend it, and I will put that recipe in the show notes. Yes, please do. That sounds good. Um, what about you? What have you made lately? Well, I made a very delicious cornbread Ooh. that I think would have gone great with your pozole. Yeah, I bet you're right. Um, the recipe is called Cornbread with Cheddar, Feta, and Jalapeno, and it's from Ottolenghi Simple. And I, it's my first Ottolenghi recipe I've ever oh, made. Oh, I really love his recipes. It's from the Simple Cookbook, but I don't know if his recipes are really that simple. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... I mean, there's a lot of steps. There's like ingredients that are unusual, which yeah. is fun. Um, this recipe really was not that unusual. I mean, you basically start by toasting corn in a cast iron pan until it's charred. You set it aside and then you just make a... It's a basic cornbread batter, but you add sour cream, green onion, cilantro, jalapeno, and the corn. Um, but then the cool part is you top the batter with feta, shredded cheddar, another jalapeno, like sliced Ooh. into circles, and then red onion. And then you just bake it up like that. That sounds amazing. It was so good. Um, what is a basic cornbread batter? Is it mainly cornmeal or is there flour too? It has both. Okay. Yeah. I've made it a couple actually, times, and it but... usually has like a tiny bit of sugar. Okay, uh, yeah. I can't remember if this recipe did or not. I don't think it did. It sounds really savory, so yeah. I mean, yeah, but usually they do, it does have a tiny bit just to balance it all out. But yeah. it is made with flour, and I made it with. I swapped in gluten free flour. It was fine. It was only yeah. a cup of flour, and then maybe like a cup and a little bit more of. Um, he calls for quick cooking polenta, but that's just cornmeal. It's yeah, it's just cornmeal. And then you used frozen corn, I'm assuming. I did use frozen corn, but it called for fresh corn. But, but it was like, this is what I thought in the recipe. At Trader Joe's, they have charred frozen corn. Yes, I and love like, that You could just use corn. that and skip the charring the corn yeah. step. That would make it a lot easier. Absolutely. They have that at Whole Foods, too. Oh, they do? Fire roasted corn, yep. I'm going to look for that. They do. Yeah, I usually add frozen corn to cornbread. Yeah, I've Anyways, done that, too. Just I've also like, added, can. like, green onions or... You can basically add whatever you want to cornbread. Yeah, it always works Cheese, out. Cheese. Green chilies. Green, a can of green chilies, exactly. But what was interesting about this one is that the topping was really cool. Yeah, it, it looked really pretty. You posted a photo of it. I did post a photo. Okay, well, if you have soup questions, let us know. Thanks for joining us at the Flexitarian Feast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Next week, we're going to be interviewing a special guest, so you won't want to miss that. 
You can find us online at theflexitarianfeast.com or on Instagram at theflexitarianfeast. A huge thank you to our producer, Tiki Sound. I'm Eliz. And I'm Michelle. And we'll see you next time. Until then, eat lots of plants. Bye.